0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Not long ago, I described a floor that had been polished with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat as having a happy shine. A friend of mine questioned the phrase saying floors are neither happy nor sad, and therefore the phrase wasn't a good one. Well, I wonder. Think of it in terms of how the lady of the house feels. There was a time when tiresome scrubbing dulled linoleum and no one was happy about it, least of all the person who did the work. Not so with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. No, indeed. You just apply and let dry. There's no rubbing or buffing, no hard work at all. You'll be happy just looking at the bright, warm, luster Johnson's glow coat will quickly and easily give your linoleum and other floors. That shining, glossy coat will protect them, make them last years longer. And you'll be happy at how easy they are to keep clean and lovely. I really believe the phrase happy shine is one you'll use after you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat to bring out the beauty of your home.
1: Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring
2: out the beauty of the hall.
0: Mrs. Molly McGee of 79 Wistful Vista has an aunt who is richer than a double chocolate malted, but about as open-handed as if she were carrying a pint of loose diamonds. However, this Christmas she really loosened up to the extent of Well, listen to Fibber, McGee, and Molly.
3: Ah, good old Aunt Sarah, bless her steel-plated old heart. Imagine her doing a thing like this for us.
4: Well, I always told you Aunt Sarah's heart was in the right place, McGee. A
3: thing being in the right place ain't necessarily always sometimes always too good, Tootsie. I walked into a bear trap once that was in exactly the right place to catch a bear.
5: <laughs> but as
3: I often say, life is like a jar of peanut butter. Why? I don't know, I'm no philosopher.
4: LAUGHTER I think it was pretty sweet of Aunt Sarah to send us each a $10 gift certificate on the Bontan department store. Pretty thoughtful.
3: Yeah, I put more thought than that into scratching my elbow. (laughs) However, I'll admit old Sarah Driscoll has softened up a little. She thinks more of a buck than a game warden in April.
4: (laughs) Hey, what are you going to do with yours? I'm going to save it till I really want something. How about you? I'm
3: going to go down to the Bontown and blow my ten bucks on the silliest, foolishest, uselessest gimmick I can find in the joint.
4: I see. When does this shopping expedition get underway?
3: Ah, uh, right now. I had to go out anyway. Might as well drop in on the Bontown at the same time.
4: I know. You forgot to mail the last of our Christmas cards.
3: No, those are all took care of. It. I mailed the last of the cards to the people we forgot that thought of us at the last minute and sent us cards too late for us to send them Christmas cards. <laughs> For Christmas, yesterday.
4: <laughs> Would you mind running over that again with a little more punctuation?
3: I mailed the last of the cards.
4: Tell me later. No, forget the whole thing. Come in.
6: Well,
3: my gosh, if it ain't the weather, man.
4: Hi, Foggy. Hello, Mr. Williams. Do come in.
7: Thank you, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Uh, did I by any chance leave my overshoes here yesterday? No, you didn't, Foggy. I had to go over on your back porch and get them. Here they are. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> Our forecasts indicate bad weather coming.
4: Oh, oh. by the way, Mr. Williams, uh, did your office send up those weather balloons with all the instruments strapped onto them?
7: Oh, yes. Yes, every morning. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I was a pioneer in weather ballooning. <laughs> I uh, I sent up the first balloon equipped with weather instruments and shortwave radio.
3: Yeah?
7: I stood on the ground and listened to the results with headphones. It was amazing. My gosh, I'll bet it was, Foggy. <laughs> what would you hear? 13 minutes of Ma Perkins and a few bars of Carmen Lombardo.
4: Well, I don't want to ask a government official to betray any information, Mr. Williams, but uh, do you think we'll have an early spring?
7: No, Mrs. McGee. I think this will be a long, hard winter. Except from instruments? That prediction is a result of my observations of nature, McGee. Oh? I have noticed that when we have a long, hard winter, the rabbit's fur is heavier, Mm -hmm. the bark on the hickory tree is thicker, and you wait longer for a (laughs) streetcar.
5: But
4: why do you think this will be a long, hard winter?
7: My wife's brother. Every fall until now, he's come to visit us with two extra shirts and a pocket comb. This time he brought a trunk, a portable phonograph, and the first lesson of a correspondence course.
5: <laughs>
7: yes, it looks like a long, hard winter.
5: <laughs>
7: well, good day. Probably.
3: <laughs> we had to go home and feed his groundhog. Hey, you going down to the barn with me?
4: Yes, I guess I will, yeah. Mickey. Although I don't know why you have to spend your gift certificate so
5: quickly. Well,
3: I'm scared Aunt Sarah will reconsider and stop payment on it. And this is the first year she hasn't sent me them corny wool socks that she knits. You know, them green and orange ones that never fit?
4: Oh, I wouldn't say never, McGee. That isn't fair to Aunt Sarah.
3: When did any socks she ever knitted for me ever fit it? I can tell you exactly.
4: (laughs) Remember the green one she sent in 1939 and the orange one she sent in 1945?
3: Remember what that got to do with the fit?
4: Well... The left hand one of the green pair and the right hand one of the orange pair fit you perfectly.
3: In sixteen years, she sent me one pair that fit—one green sock and one orange. Gosh, pull up my pants and I look like a traffic signal.
5: <laughs>
3: well, sir, this year, by George, I'm going to buy something so doggone frivolous. To... Come in. Oh, hi, old timer.
8: Hello there, Mister Old Timer. Hello there, kids. Hey, you know something? Tomorrow night's New Year's Eve. Huh? You kids going to go out and scatter around any? <laughs> <laughs> old timer, I'll tell
3: you how it is with us on New Year's Eve. We gave up fighting our way through a bunch of yokels with more dollars than cents to pay 40 bucks to sit at the table the size of a milking stool next to the kitchen door of a mink-lined mess hall. Where at
4: midnight you put on paper caps and link arms with a bunch of people you wouldn't associate with in the daytime and sing, should out acquaintance be forgotten in that case, they certainly should.
5: Yeah. <laughs> And
3: everybody yells Happy New Year with tears running down into their ginger ale. And by that time you've got a headache and your wife has lost her gloves and the waiter brings you a check he's been carrying around for six weeks waiting for some pigeon like you.
4: Then you wait 30 minutes for the room girl to find your coat that's hanging in plain sight, but she's angry because you only tipped her a dollar and go outside to find that the parking lot boys have been listening to your car radio and your battery's dead and so is 1947 and so are you, so... <laughs>
3: We're staying home.
5: <laughs> mm,
8: well. Everybody to his own taste, Johnny. I'm going to have my fun while I'm still too old to have any regrets. <laughs> I like the excitement of New Year's Eve. Crowds yelling, women crying, fenders crunching, and the happy cries of the pickpockets. Laughter Yes, sir, I'm going to swing it this year. <laughs> good for you. Oh, by the way, Johnny, can I borrow the loan of your watch? It's for a party, New Year's Eve. His watch? Yes, it's watch party. Oh. <laughs> You're going to watch the old year sneak out like it was ashamed of itself, like it ought to be, and the new year creep in like it was scared to death and you can't blame it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, good old 1947, the year of the three trains...
1: What three trains?
8: The Freedom Train, the Friendship Train, and six inches more in the gal's skirts than they'd have had them.
5: Uh,
4: you don't care for the new look, Mr. Oldtimer?
8: No, oh, what's new about it, daughter? It's old stuff to me. In my time, I've seen calves appear and disappear like a herd of cattle passing a picket fence.
3: Personally, them new long skirts kind of embarrass me. Looks like they're losing them. Whenever I meet a woman with her skirt down to her ankles, I expect her to scream, whoop, and grab her skirt and duck for a doorway.
8: <laughs> that is pretty good, Johnny, but that ain't the way I hear it. The way I hear it, one feller says to t'other feller, say, he says. You're gonna make it tough for a young feller to pick a girl, ain't they? How so? Says t'other feller. Well, says the first feller. Up to now, if a boy wanted to know if his girl was not neat, he just had to look. Now he's got to listen. Happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra, and there'll be some changes made.
4: You'll certainly find something here for your gift certificate that you've got no earthly use for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't want to spend it wisely. No, I'm
3: going to get something foolish and extravagant if it takes me all day. I'm going to go through this store like a snapshot of Gregory Peck through a girl's dormitory. <laughs> now, let me see. Howdy, folks. Is there something I can do for you?
4: Oh, thank you very much. Are you a clerk?
9: Yes, ma'am. Here at the store. At home, I'm a floor
3: walker. Wife's got a new baby.
5: <laughs>
3: well, here's our problem, Dad. You see, I got a gift certificate for ten... Hey, ain't you the guy that used to deliver our groceries? Yes, sir. I quit the grocery business last week. Why, if it's any of our business, which it isn't, so don't tell us if you want to be rude.
5: <laughs>
4: well,
3: you see, my brother took cold
9: and it turned into pneumonia and they took him to hospital.
4: Oh, that's too bad.
9: Yeah, for two weeks there, he just kind of hovered between life and uh, Saturday evening post.
5: <laughs>
9: and then they brought him home. And you quit the grocery so as you could stay home and look after him, eh? No, no, that was in Oregon, 1936.
4: 1936? My goodness, what's your brother getting sick in 1936 got to do with your quitting the grocery store last week?
9: Well, ma'am, the way I look at it, when a fellow wants to quit a job, one excuse is as good as another.
3: Or is <laughs> <laughs> something I can show you folks? No, we're just prowling around, Dad. Got a $10 gift certificate to spend when I find something I don't particularly need. Well, we got eight floors full of stuff we don't need.
9: (laughs) I'll be glad to sell you any part of it. Just call me if you... Attention,
1: please. Calling Will. Will, where are you? Oh, Will.
4: What on earth was that?
9: Oh, that's our Will call department, Miss McGee. (laughs) But as I was saying, if there's anything I can do, just look me up. I'll be around. Oh,
4: McGee, look. Huh? The new electric stove with a little wind in the oven so you can peek in and see what's cooking. Isn't that sweet?
3: What's new about that? We got a glass window on our oven at home.
4: Yeah, but this one has a little steel Venetian blind on the inside. <laughs> what do you suppose that's for?
3: I don't know. I suppose that's for bashful women that want to cook a rump roast or something. <laughs> Hey, let's go over here in the sporting goods section. I might, I might go for a new fly rod, you know? what?
4: A new fly rod? Yep. I don't know why you should want a fly rod. You can't even hit them with a po- folded newspaper.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Doesn't seem to be many clerks around here, does it? No. For customers either.
5: No,
3: not much like the week before Christmas. Boy, the pushing around I took in here then. If I could have inhaled through my feet, I could have vacuumed the whole store. (laughs) You see anything in here for ten bucks?
4: No, I don't. Oh, yes, there's an archery set, exactly ten dollars. No,
3: no archery for me, kiddo. I've been scared of bows and arrows since I was 13 years old. Why? Us kids were playing William Tal and I put an apple on another kid's head. You remember a toe-headed kid in Peoria named Hardy? Harry Hardy.
4: Oh, of course I do. Sure. You boys used to call him Fool Hardy.
5: <laughs> Fool Hardy, yeah, that's the guy.
3: Anyway, I put an apple on his head, walked back forty paces, turned around, and strung my bow. Fool Hardy stood there like a rock. He had a lot of faith in my marksmanship.
4: Yeah, he had a very accurate nickname too. <laughs> so what happened?
3: I wet my finger and held it up to test the wind. <laughs> then I notches an arrow, draws it back to the hilt, and whang!
4: Can't believe it. <laughs> Then what did you well, do? Well, hello
0: there, folks. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hey, where'd you pop up from, Omaha? Yes,
4: we didn't see you around here a minute ago, Mr. Wilcox. No,
0: I was behind the counter, down on the floor, on my hands and knees. Hey, have you noticed the linoleum floor in here?
4: Not particularly, Mr. Wilcox, but it's very handsome now that you mention it. New, is it?
0: New? This linoleum is six years old. Cheers? Imagine it looking as good as this after being tramped on by all those Christmas shoppers this year and other years, tracking in dust and slush and rain and dirt... I wonder how they keep it looking so
3: bright and gleaming.
5: <laughs> Said little
3: Fibber, the fun-loving McGee, his bright blue eyes twinkling with mischief as he sneaked a sly look at his contract.
5: <laughs>
4: I bet I know.
0: I'll bet every good housekeeper knows, Molly. Johnson's self-polishing local. Ah. The linoleum protection that makes dust and dirt so easy to wipe up, that's so easy to apply, and so quick to dry to a mirror-like polish. Why, if Johnson's glow Coat can give even a busy store such an air of quiet quality, don't you suppose don't that when you,
3: you... look, look, uh, waxy? Yes, pal. Far be it from me to get between a man's bread and a man's butter, but enough is enough. Okay, okay. Say, uh, how'd you kids make out for Christmas?
4: Oh, we had a wonderful Christmas, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah.
3: Hey, what a surprise we got from Molly's Aunt Sarah.
4: You've heard us speak of my Aunt Sarah Driscoll, Mr. Wilcox?
3: Is she the one that sold... You said it. That babe is so tight-fisted, her manicurist has to use a fluoroscope.
4: (laughs) But not this year. She sent us each a $10 gift certificate on the bond town, Mr. Wilcox, and I'm saving mine. Not
3: mine. I'm shooting the wad as of today before she asks for it back and sends me some more of them corny socks. Oh, is she the one who knits those horrible wool socks yeah. now?
4: That's Aunt Sarah, Mr. Wilcox, the very one.
3: You've seen them things, Junior. Oh, uh, yeah. In the first place, they don't fit, and in the second place, the colors are awful.
4: They do look a bit like a prairie fire as seen through the bottom of an iodine bottle.
5: <laughs>
4: so
3: I'm going to blow my $10 certificate before the old moose changes her mind. Got any ideas of what I can get for a sawbuck, Omaha?
0: Well, I'd suggest you go into the annex, pal. That's Hmm? three aisles over and to the left. I saw a sign in there that said, this department closing out. Buy now. Dirt cheap.
4: Oh, wonderful. What are they selling?
0: Dirt. (laughs) Well, Happy New Year, folks. See you around. Name you,
3: Let me see, Molly. I'd like
4: now, to just a, a minute, bird. McGee. You were telling me about when you were thirteen and put an apple on little fool Hardy's oh, yeah. head and took your bow and arrow.
1: Engine please. Will the head shipping clerk please report to the loading platform? Three of our drivers are loaded.
5: Thank you. Well,
3: this ain't getting my ten bucks or cert- gift certificate spent. Let's go over into the hardware department and I'll see if hey, I can you see something. anything you like, Mr. McGee.
9: I got some awful fine tools here, huh? Now here's a socket wrench in case any of your sockets get loose. No. Is this your department too, Bud? I thought you were up in front of the store. Well, kind of short on help today, seems like. Mm. Short on customers too. Say, uh, I got something over in the sporting goods that might interest you, Mr. McGee. Got a good price on it too. Okay, what is it? I might take it off your hands. Well, you... it's one of them collapsible 16-man rubber life rafts, you know. <gasps> uh, just
3: a thing for duck hunt with
9: a lot no, of... No,
4: no, no, huh? thank you. We have one. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I got one, Bud. Oh. Picked it up at the surplus store. Although it would be handy to have a spare one. No, in
4: case no, of no, 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 McGee. We'll just look around some more, sir. We'll call you if we find anything we want.
1: Well, I'm always glad to help. Well, oh, howdy, Dr. Gamble. Something I can do for you? No, thanks, Carl. I'm just cutting through to the office.
4: Oh, hello, Doctor.
1: Well, hiya, Molly. Where's uh... Oh, there you are, Puss. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen you since Christmas.
3: Yes, it's been a wonderful week for us, too, Baggy. <laughs> Let's have more weeks like it this coming year, shall we?
4: Oh, McGee, don't talk to the doctor like that Well... Did you have a nice Christmas, Doctor?
1: Wonderful, Molly And before I forget it And I'd like to forget it as soon as possible I want to thank little Droop Snoot here For his lovely Christmas necktie Thanks for the Christmas necktie, Droop Snoot (laughs) That's okay, Bait Bucket (laughs) It was a necktie, wasn't it? That's how they diagnosed it at the men's counter here. Well, certainly it's a necktie, you big bag of duffel. What'd you think it was? We had quite an interesting discussion about that, my boy. My housekeeper, who spent some time in the Orient, thought it was the sash off an East Mongolian witch doctor's ceremonial robe. (laughs) But I thought it looked more like the belly band off a Brazilian llama buster's Sunday saddle.
5: (laughs)
4: I'm surprised you didn't know what it was right away, Doctor You sent McGee one just like it last Christmas
3: Just like it He sent me the same one last Christmas (laughs) And he knows it, too
4: Oh, no, you didn't send the same necktie back to him, did you? Certainly
3: He's not going to leave me stuck with a monstrosity like that
1: (laughs) Well, you can't say I didn't try, my boy And you can't say I won't try again next year, too (laughs) Say, what brings you down here today, Molly? Molly you're not still Christmas shopping, are you?
4: Well, I guess you might call it that, Doctor. Aunt Sarah sent McGee a gift certificate this year, and he's down here trying to spend it.
3: I'm looking for something I've always wanted and couldn't afford, Doc. Something unnecessary, just some silly, useless, expensive luxury.
1: Oh well, you'll find it all right. Mm. Molly's had a thing like that for years. She has. I have. What? You? <laughs> Happy know you, <Year>, kid. <laughs>
0: King's Men, and what are do you doing New Year's Eve?
5: When the bells ring
2: out,
0: and the horns
2: all blow, and the couples we know are fondly kissing, will I be with you? Will you be with me? Or will I be among the missing? late for me to say, but I thought I'd ask you anyway. What are you doing, New Year's, New Year's Eve? Wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight when it's 12 o'clock tomorrow night. Welcoming in the New Year, New Year's Eve. Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd ever be the one you chose out of the thousand invitations you received. Just in case I stand a little chance, here comes a question slightly in advance. What are you doing, New Year's? What are you doing, New Year's Eve? Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd ever be the one you chose. Out of the thousand invitations you receive, but I wanna be there with you to ring out the old and ring in the new. The happiest New Year I could ever believe.
3: A great big department store like this, Molly, they haven't got anything that I really want for my gift certificate. Well,
4: don't get it discouraged, dearie. No. We still have two more floors left to look on. Yeah. This is only the sixth floor, you know. Yeah.
3: Doggone it, that plastic riveter's helmet with the extra sections that bolt on to cover knots on your head would have been swell if it had just been my Oh, size.
4: Mickey, look who's here. Mr. Wimple. Huh? Oh, hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs>
6: Are you exchanging something, too? No,
4: just shopping around, Mr. Wimple. You down here to exchange some presents?
6: No, but Sweetie Face is. Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. (laughs) She came down to exchange a whole lot of little bitty gifts that she can't use for one big gift that she can use.
3: That's a woman for you. Exchanging all her presents, is she?
6: No, she's exchanging all my presents, Mr. McGee. No. She told me to wait here and not dare leave till she got back, and then she went upstairs to the exchange desk.
4: Waiting for people gets awfully tiresome, doesn't it?
6: Oh, it certainly does. And I'm getting pretty annoyed with her, too, believe me. <laughs> she doesn't show up in exactly five minutes. I'm going home without her. I'll show her.
3: That's the stuff, Wimp. Good for you. How long have you been waiting?
6: Since Friday morning. <laughs>
4: I think giving her another five minutes is completely fair, Mr. Wimple.
3: Yeah, you can afford to be generous, Wimp. Remember, women are the weaker sex.
6: How was that again, Mr. McGee?
4: He just said that women are the weaker sex, Mr. Wimple.
6: Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) One thing I like about Mr. McGee, he's always joking. Taking your Christmas tree down yet, Wimp? No, we always burn ours in the fireplace on New Year's Eve, Mr. McGee. I cut the tree up into short pieces and build a fire and at 12 o'clock they light it and all of Sweetie Face's relatives sit around the fire and drink a toast to the new year and have a gay time.
3: Her relatives do? Where are you all this time, Wimp?
6: Oh, I peek down at them through the banisters in my Dr. Denton pajamas.
4: (laughs) You mean they don't even let you join in the festivities?
6: No. (laughs) By George, that's an outrage. Oh, no. No, it isn't, Mr. McGee. I have more fun than any of them. <laughs> In nine years, they've never discovered who loosens the corks and the champagne two days before and who clogs up the chimney so everybody gets to coughing and who puts all the forty-five caliber cartridges into the fireplace under the logs.
5: <laughs> My
3: gosh, Wimp, you're liable to knock off the whole mob some night.
6: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a happy new year that will be. <laughs> well, goodbye, folks. So goodbye,
3: Oh, hey, Molly, look. Oh, boy, are these beautiful. And get a load of the price. Five pairs for $10. But,
4: sweetheart, those are wool socks. I thought you were tired. I haven't of
3: wool. got any socks like these, baby. Look at those plaits. Look at that weave. You found something you like, Mr.
9: McGee? Finally.
4: Well, he seems to like these socks, although just one... Yeah, he... give
3: me five pair of these, Dad. And here's my gift certificate.
9: Well, I must say, you made a wise purchase, Mr. McGee. Ordinarily, we sell them socks at $4 a pair.
3: Yeah, what would I tell you, Molly? Do I know a bargain, or am I a chump?
5: Yes. Mm. <laughs> you know,
9: these aren't regular machine-knit socks, Mr. McGee. These are special-knit-by-hand, exclusive for the Bon Somebody in Scotland, I suppose. No, no, it's an old lady in Peoria. <laughs> Driscoll, her name is Sarah Driscoll. Oh, yep. They say she don't have to do it for a living either. Oh, say she's rolled in money. Why, you know, one of our salesmen. Need... Well, imagine that. They walked right off without even taking her sales slip.
0: A year and a day from now, we'll be greeting another new year. On that day, your home can be more beautiful than it is tonight if during the year you have polished your floors, furniture, and woodwork with genuine Johnson's Wax. Regular use of Johnson's Wax brings out the beauty of your home. It's true that Johnson's Wax adds richness and warmth as well as gloss to fine things. The next 367 days will work less hardship on your floors and furniture because if they're waxed, they're protected. Then, too, housework is easier because dust and dirt vanish from waxed surfaces with a quick wipe or a light dusting. And, speaking of making things easier, attention all snow shovelers. Snow and slush won't stick to your shovel blade if it's waxed with Johnson's Wax. Your shovel will stay light and clean without pounding or scraping. Yes, you can even make snow shoveling easier with genuine Johnson's Wax. (laughs) Well, you didn't say a word all the way
3: home. You tired? No. You feel ill?
4: No. I feel fine.
3: You ain't mad because I bought them socks? No. Oh, my gosh, what is the matter?
4: Well, something bothers me. Huh? Whatever happened to little foolhardy back there in Peoria with the apple on his head? <laughs> when well, you drew back the bowstring and boing!
5: <laughs>
3: the string busted, then the bell rang and recess was over.
5: Oh. Is that all? Yes.
3: Okay. Good night.
4: Happy New Year to all of you from everybody in Racine and Wistful Vista. Good night,
5: all.
0: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax White Products for Home and Industry and wishing you all a happy and prosperous new year. Join us again next Tuesday night. Good night.
1: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.